If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Matthew. I feel sorry for Brother Paul. I gave him the wrong scriptures. Uh, we changed the message, and I did that during the night last night. Sometimes I don't feel comfortable about preaching a message, and I did not feel at all comfortable until I began to focus on this scripture in Matthew chapter number 11. And I know that I must have told him, John, and he's such a servant, he went ahead and did it. If I think, what are these verses? They don't even make sense to the sermon or whatever. But I think it's wonderful because Brother Paul also read the other scripture that's in the bulletin three times. So he got a lot of scripture that he read this morning. And so I appreciate his willingness to change. And many of you have been in the book of John, but I want you to open the book of Matthew. And remember that this particular portion of scripture, probably, probably to many of us, is a, a portion of scripture that, that you've read before. I'm going to go ahead and read it again. And then I want to focus in on the 29th verse. But follow along in your Bibles, if you would. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. And even so, Father, so it is seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me, uh, unto, uh, unto me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father, and neither knows any man the Father save the Son." And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I want you to look at verse 29 again. It says, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. You know what that's talking about? That's talking about humility. We had a discussion on this uh, Wednesday night, and the, in the, we're doing the fruit of the Spirit, and meekness came up. Of course, gentleness and uh, goodness, and these uh, words are all similar. But this particular meekness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and of course, we're learning of him, shows an incredible amount of humility with the Lord. I mean, if you think about our God in heaven um, and his son coming to this earth, God incarnate coming on, on this earth, uh, that must have taken humility to be born as, as a baby and to uh, find out what it was like to be nurtured by a mother and taken care of and where he was helpless, basically, um, it's just an amazing story of the Lord Jesus Christ coming. But with that meekness and that lowliness and that, that humility is absolutely essential for your souls to be at rest. And many of us today are dealing with, um, with um, restlessness. Many of us are tired and many of us are hurting. Many of us are angry. Uh, it seems like our society is changing overnight. I was thinking of Brother Raul, he's saying this morning, what a blessing, but I remember him saying that he went away in January, I believe you came back, and, uh, and uh, life after that began to change. We got into February and then March, and we heard about this particular pandemic that was hitting the whole world, and we saw the stay-at-home uh, orders that were given because we thought that there would be millions that would die, and uh, so we ran to our homes, and we just started to... To, uh, to kind of hibernate a little bit, 
Uh, I was able to do church services from home for a little time and then brought him back to the church. And I remember going through all of this, and, and it, it brings us to the place of being weary sometimes and, and not really being at rest. And for the believer, there is a need for us to remember that in God we trust, but in Jesus we rest. And I think it's important for us to understand, too, that the, the, the desire of the Lord is for us to be like Him, to be meek and lowly. Can you imagine what He went through being like you and having feelings, being on this earth and knowing that the crowd was getting stronger against Him and that there was problems there that He knew that He was going to be soon crucified, but He was still was at rest And even in the garden, through the turmoil and the difficulties, he yielded to the Father in heaven and said, Not my will, but thine, O Lord. Brings us to the passage with a little bit more light concerning the words of our Lord when he told us to have rest in our souls. And I think it's important for us to remember that we need to look to the Scriptures. I think, first of all, I wanted to just discuss an introduction, verse number 25, as looking at a portion of this, it says, At the time Jesus answered, I, th- I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. And so what he's talking about is those that are humble, those that are young and, and maybe inexperienced somewhat, it just seems like those kind of people really don't have any issues. You look at children now, and they just run to and fro. They look and going from one meal to the next, and they're, they come to the table, their hands aren't washed, and they're really not concerned about any germs. They, they get up on the table, their, their, their noses are running, and they really don't care about what they look like or what they're wearing. You look at kids when they get up in the morning, they put on the kind of the, the funkiest clothes, and they really don't care because they're of a babe's uh, mentality. And so I, I think when it comes to a baby resting, you take him upstairs and you want to lay him down because it's time to take a nap. And then you come back and check on him a half an hour later and you see that baby rest. You know what I'm talking about? The hands are up above their heads and their, their face is back and they are out like a light. And there is that rest. And the Lord Jesus Christ was trying to convey this to his disciples and those that could hear him is that sometimes we get so caught up in the world system that we can't rest well. And the Lord Jesus Christ was trying to help his disciples, to help them understand that they too can rest. I think about how that you do not have to have a bunch of knowledge to have rest. and You don't have to have lots of money uh, to have rest. You don't have to figure everything out. Many times we try to figure everything out in our brains, and sometimes we're in the room, but we're really not in the room. We're someplace else because we are full of this unrest and trying to manage everything in our brain to make sure everything works out the way it should. And I really believe that this is part of the problem today in the world in which we live in. You listen to the news and you hear of all the the bad things that are going on. I wish there was a news station that just ran good news all day long. And just kept telling story after story of God's goodness and people getting on there and telling about how good God's been to them and happy stories. And, and, not, and then when someone gets negative, they get like 
bleeped. Or maybe they could have like a paintball, uh, if they shoot them with a paintball, like a paintball or something, upside the head. If they say something negative or go in a different direction, they could have like red if it's really bad and, and yellow if it's not too bad. And red means completely stop. And so let my, letting my, my imagination go crazy here, but uh, that's why I never rest, right? But... But I think it's important for us to know that there is good news happening out there. There was all kinds of good things happening this week. But we have a tendency to to allow our brains to think only upon the negative things and to not be at rest. I think about how that we do not have to be in control of everything to find rest. Many of us are control freaks where we got to control this and control that and control them and control her and control the workplace and control, control. Listen, God wants you to just find rest in him. And it takes humility. It takes a consciousness of of maybe perhaps the character traits that you have or the personality that you have. It takes a a little bit of consciousness of that and saying, Lord, this is the way I am. And he'd probably say to you, I know you're like that. Stop it and just rest in him and desire that you would glorify him with the peace of mind. And being able to have, really, uh, an impact in other people's lives. I want you to turn your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 4. Because I think there's a lot of places in the Bible that speak of this particular rest that Jesus is speaking of. But I think the the, the issue that that people can't rest is because of unbelief. Um, Look at verse number 1 of of Hebrews chapter 4. It says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise be being left us of entering in to his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Um, And he's talking to the believers, of course, going to the Jews and discussing their salvation, of course, in the book of Hebrews. It's like a a modern-day Leviticus, if you would, for our dispensation that we now have no need of priests. We have teachers and pastors and evangelists. And uh, it's important for us to remember that the priesthood now is, is, is what we're dealing with in this dispensation. You can go directly to Jesus Christ. You don't have to go through a man. You can go right to, directly to Christ. And this is where the unbelief was happening. They think you need to have some kind of religious system in place. We don't have, any, have to have any institution or religious religious. Uh, hierarchy in order to have peace with God is that we can actually have the belief of knowing that we as believers can enter right into his throne room through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And in this particular verse or these verses here showing us that sometimes because of that disbelief, we don't enter into the rest. Look at verse number two. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You know, a lot of times people hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, but their faith is still in a system. Place your faith in Jesus Christ alone. Believe him. Learn of him. Rest in him. Look what it says in verse number four. It says, for he spake in in a certain place. Let me go back to verse number three and read it again. For we which have believed uh, do enter into rest, as he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, and he spake into a certain place of the seventh day um, on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. 
And in this place, again, even if they enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not because of unbelief. Now let me just say this about, about the rest that the Lord wants us to have. A lot of times we take a day and we rest. I remember growing up. It was always important for us to take the Sabbath or take the, the, the first day of the week as for the Christian and the Sabbath day, of course, for the, the religious people saying that it's the day of rest and so on. And, uh, there is a, a study that, uh, that, um, Adrian Rogers did concerning the Lord Jesus Christ of being our Sabbath or being our rest. And for Christians have put their rest in their faith in Jesus Christ alone. And that's why they come Sunday morning, the first day of the week to meet and to rest in him. And I hope that you have entered into that rest. I was thinking about my life lately and uh, how, how long I've been in church. And I was thinking about uh, sometimes as pastors, you think about, you know, what you could have done differently. And sometimes you think, well, I, I, I should have done this or should have done that. And, and I look back over my past lately and thinking about all of these years of pastoring and trying to do the best I can. Uh, I'm learning now a little bit more on, on how to present the scriptures and, and be a better example in that area. Um, but I was, I was thinking about how that, that all of these years I've, I've tried to, the best I can, rest in the Lord. But you know what? It's, it's a daily thing, to be honest with you. Um, I've got to be reminded of his goodness, just like you do. Uh, I don't get the preaching every week or every Wednesday night. I'm the one that's speaking, and so I don't get preaching very often. I'm looking forward to hearing a great message tonight by Brother Paul and looking forward to that and being able to sit with you and, and, and sing with you and enjoy the preaching of the Word of God. But it's important for us to know that there is a need for us to enter into that rest that the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. But enter into that rest a little bit more diligently and helping us to understand that there is a, a need within our hearts. I think about this particular portion of Scripture is that you don't have to have an education to be able to enter into this rest. And there is really a twofold invitation being being expressed here. More than that. It's talking about laborers and heavy laden. One is active and one is passive. And so we see that this is actually the crowd that he's calling for us to find rest in him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, verse number 28. And how that sometimes we go through lives, life and we have all of this tension within us. Some of us are tired and weary in our souls because of several things, but sometimes we try to be too good, if you so to speak, we try to 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 uh, to um, to not commit anything wrong, and so we work hard at it, and we should. Sometimes we become weary doing that, of always doing the right thing, always being there on time at work, and always being the one to to speak up in times where you need to. And so sometimes that takes a toll upon us of trying to do the right thing all the time at the right time and trying to be aggressive with your walk. And maybe you find resistance in your home to your walk with the Lord. And sometimes you find troubles within you that actually happen uh, during that particular time. And I think it's important for us to continue on, even if you're the only one that's trying to do what's right. And sometimes trying to keep the law uh, and trying to be an aggressive, born-again believer 
And, and we fail sometimes, and then we feel bad. We have the guilt and the shame, and we feel lowly, and that's because we're human, and we do fail, and we do sin. That's why it's important for us to know that God does give us grace. And if we sin and we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to be clean again. And so we don't have to go do all kinds of good. We can just go to the feet of Jesus and find that rest that we're talking about here and sometimes failure and guilt and weights upon us. And sometimes we think, well, I can't really sleep lately. I I need to get a different mattress, maybe. You think, well, I, I could sleep better if my mattress was changed. And you go get a mattress and it's pretty good for a while. And then it looks like the old one pretty soon. You think, well, it's not the mattress. And then you think, well, I've got to find out if the doctor can give me something to sleep or settle me down. Down and I have this mind thing where my mind plays ping pong, you know, and the thoughts are going all over the place. And so I can get some medication to stop all of that. And you go do good for a while until the, the doctor says you got to get more medication. And pretty soon, you know, you're, you're sleeping all the time and, and it really not being effective in anything. And sometimes this is part of being human. But when we're talking about the rest of Jesus and how he gives us the rest we need, it's a whole different thing. It's a contentment and it's a peace of soul that God gives to us. And sometimes that unrest comes because of certain things. The unrest of selfishness. Sometimes people are just plain selfish. And then the Lord reveals that to you. And then you say, well, the world doesn't just involve around me all the time. We've got to be careful that we just don't think of ourselves all the time. Because if you're a very selfish person, you're probably going to be a person that won't rest well. Do away with selfishness. I think about how that sometimes we're at unrest because of immature passions or passions that get out of control, whether it's um, something you do, you enjoy, whether it's uh, a hobby or, or whether it's just um, taking care of, of, of others. And you desire to do it constantly. And those are good things, but sometimes they weary us and... Sometimes we labor and labor and labor and sometimes we get burdened and this happens to us when we're trying to overdo it. We have to be careful. The unrest of conflicting natures. You have the old nature and the new nature. We need the rest, really, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's important for us to remember that that we go through difficult times of unrest, really, because of our own doings. Um, and I think that sometimes we understand when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ and his yoke that it'll give us the peace of mind. It'll, it'll, it'll settle us down. You know, there's a thing called peer, fear. You think you've got to be like everybody else all the time. You don't have to be like everybody else. And I think if you're going to really make a difference, you've got to be different than everybody else. But there's, there's peer fear. There's peer fear now when you go to, to, to people who will try to fear you in, into, into wearing a mask everywhere. Now, if you're wearing a mask this morning, that's fine. I can't when I'm preaching. I wore one this morning in the hallway, and I understand. But if I go into a place where they're not requiring it and I don't have one, um, I don't have to have a mask on. But peer pressure will make you put a mask on. Um, and now you say, well, you're preaching against masks. No, I'm, 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 I'm preaching against fear, an unjust fear. You know, you don't have to be just like everybody else. You can be like Jesus. 
He wasn't trying to be like everybody else. In fact, he did things on Sunday sometimes. Remember him and his disciples and how he defended them? Remember how the Lord Jesus Christ responded to the Pharisees and all of them? Well, you don't, you're not washing your hands. How come you never wash? How come your disciples don't wash your hands? You know? How come you're not doing this and doing that? And the religious people were pushing upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes pure fear can keep you from being at rest. And I think about how this particular passage tells us to take on his yoke. And why would we take on his yoke? I think when it comes to doing what the Lord wants us to do with him, we put on his yoke. I I really believe it's important for us to understand when we do that, we're actually getting really close to him. When we put his yoke upon us. Uh, You probably have seen a yoke for cattle. You probably have seen uh, there's a yoke lake. We're going to take a little vacation next week and Bill Gothard had a beautiful piece of property up in the UP. It's still there. And, but I think it's called Yoke Lake because it's shaped like a yoke. Uh, and so we'll be able to swim there and do some fishing up there. That's just one of the lakes on the property. But I think about the, the building itself has a big yoke upon it and how that the cattle would put their heads through that. And when the Lord's asking us to place upon our next his yoke, Take my yoke upon you. In verse number 29, I believe he's talking about getting really close to him. And by the way, when we put on his yoke, even his commandments are not grievous for us. It is a joyful thing. Not because of the standard of duty is lowered, but because it alters really the motive which joins us. And his yoke carries the man who carries it, and he'll give you strength to the weary to the weary that have been worshiping constantly, to those that have been working constantly, and even to the worldly person today, come to him. Let me give you three things and I'll be all done. First of all, this particular invitation is open. It's an inclusive invitation. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. It's specific. It's saying, saying come Come unto me. This is your requirement for peace, is to come to him. Oh, you can go to anything you desire, but keep going because you'll never find peace. You'll never find rest for your soul in anything in this world. You'll only find rest in Jesus Christ. He is the only one that will give you rest. During a COVID crisis, during a pandemic, and it seems to me like all of the news wants to talk about is the negative, negative, negative. And sometimes it gets real difficult to be able to stand strong in these days with all of that going on. But God wants you to remember that you can come to him and you can find rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. It's specific to come. It's also personal. He says, come unto me. And so he's basically telling us to come to him. Are you weary today? Go to him. You don't have to go to a doctor you may want to go sometime to maybe express what's going on because all of your weariness and all of your tension that you're going through may physically be hurting you and they may be able to help you with the doctor. But I really believe the answer to America's problems is Jesus Christ. And I believe that all of the medication and all of the drinking and all of the drugs that are going on is because people do not want Jesus. They want everything else but him. And I say to you that can hear me today, Never be ashamed of Jesus Christ. And always go to him because he will never in no wise cast you out. 
He, will, he says, come unto me. Personal. Come unto me. Come unto him. I think it's important for you to know that it's an open invitation. It's inclusive of all things. But it's twofold. Again, I want to just bring out the area of labor. Uh, that's talking about being active, of course. And then heavy laden, that's passive. Let me explain that. Labor is somebody who is working constantly. Uh, so we, we love and, and because we love, we labor for people. We do things for them. We work for them and we get tired. Uh, I'm tired this morning. Um, I was able to, to do a lot of work at my house. I've got a log, a log home. Can I, can I just reassure you that there are not, there are not any long home, log homes in the Bible? I don't think that they're really biblical at all. Don't ever get a log home. The maintenance is incredible. And so now here I am on one side doing all of this work. That's why I'm sunburned. Uh, between mowing the lawn here and, and also doing the standing in my house, I got kind of tired uh, doing it. We worked night, night and day on it. And you get really tired. But you know what? I can always find a rest in Jesus Christ. You know, I was talking to the Lord the other night. I was really tired. And I said, you know, Lord, it says it seems like when I'm like this is when you are the most precious to me. When I'm so tired and heavy laden and burdened, Jesus seems so sweet. I think that's our problem. So we've gone to other things rather than to Jesus Christ when our times get tough. And maybe many of you have served the Lord for many years. Many of you have done what's right to your family and your family's not going in the right direction. You've, you've done good things and you've labored in all of that. Come unto Jesus and he will give you the rest you need. In God we trust, but in Jesus we rest. It's important for us to know that there is a God, but it's more than that. You're trying to honor God by doing things in church. That's wonderful. But the way you can honor God is by receiving his son, Jesus Christ. Because the text tells us this. If you look up in verse number 27, all things delivered unto me of my father and no man knows the son, but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. It's amazing to me how we want to go to other things. It's twofold. Workers being toiling, and then also those that are heavy laden. That's the burden of life. That's the part of the reality. And trying to keep uh, doing what is good all the time burdens our souls. And so we go to the Lord. We find the rest that we need. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a promise. This is the inclusive invitation. It's an open invitation to all. Maybe you've heard of people getting invitations to weddings. Have you ever had that? Where you, get a, you, get, you try to go to it, you know. Sometimes you get an invitation to someone that lives in another part of the world, you know, another part of the United States. You say, I'd like to go to that, but I really can't. But it's nice that they gave me an invitation, you know. Did you get an invitation to so-and-so's graduation party? No, I didn't get an invitation. You know, not everybody was invited to that because it can't overflow. Did anybody get an invitation to that wedding? I, I didn't get an invitation to that wedding. Did you get it? Not everybody was invited. But this invitation is for everyone. If you can hear me this morning, you've been invited to come to Jesus. Say, what about the elect? Well, those are the ones that say yes to Jesus. Yes. Say yes to him today. Yeah, what a blessing to know that you can come to him and know that you're just a sinner, humble person, needing that baby sleep, needing that comfort again that will give you the ability to just put your head down and be able to rest. 
It's important that we understand this invitation. And by the way, I'm so glad it's to all nations. I'm glad it's to everybody. Aren't you? I think about the different cultures that I've been to and I've visited. I've gone all over the place. I remember being in Romania in a little, small, little home. And all they had was a few little chickens outside, no car. They shared a well with somebody else, outside toilets. Seriously, this was 1997, 1998. I remember going to those places and seeing those cultures and and so on. And I, I think about America, how wonderful it is. But you know, I've been all around the world. And you know what? The American people are special. And so are the Romanians. And so are the Yugoslavians. And so are the Koreans. And so are the Mexicans. And so are the all on and on and on. Every place I've been, I've been to places where the gospel is being preached. I'm so thankful for America, but I'm thankful for other countries too. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. The invitation is for you, not just to the Jew. It's interesting because we're talking about those that are burdened and heavy laden this morning can come to Jesus Christ and find baby rest. And you can have that peace of mind. You don't have to be worried about things. Just give it to Jesus Christ. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain thee. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. Second thing, it's an individual obligation. And this is where he's telling you to come, but then you've got to do something. Okay? So now I'm here, verse number 28, Come unto me, all ye that are labored and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. And so there really is the focus on Jesus Christ. I think of Ephesians 4, 20 and 21. She had not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus Christ. And so the Bible is giving us an understanding that we need to come to him and learn of him. And that there were believers, even at the church at Ephesus, that still didn't take the time to learn of Jesus Christ. And how can I learn of him? How can I learn of him without opening the scriptures? You say, I'm so restless, I'm so confused, I'm so full of tension. But you never open your Bible. You never learn of him. You never look to him who is meek and lowly. You never look to him who is, 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 is uh, holy and uh, blessed for us to be able to find peace in. And so the individual obligation, I think you take his yoke. You need to be close. You need to be willing. Learn of me. When life gets really hard, remember who is in charge of everything, and that is Jesus Christ. I love to talk about how wonderful he is. Let's talk about Jesus, the King of kings is he, the Lord of lords supreme throughout eternity. You ever sing that song? Isn't that beautiful? I love that song. Now, I don't want to sing anymore because it'll just bust the charts open wide, and then I... People will be buying everything, and the Internet will be going crazy. Uh, no, I wish I could sing. Someday I, I will be able to. Looking forward to that. But I want to talk about Jesus Christ. Say, well, seems like your mind's on other things a lot, Pastor. Yeah. I'm thinking about somebody else all the time. I want to see people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I had a woman this morning come. You ever get on Marketplace on Facebook? They have a Marketplace. You can sell things like the want ads, you know. We find things in our house. Do you have things in your house that you could sell? Get on Marketplace and get rid of it. You get money and you get rid of the junk. And people will come to your house. You know, it's really easy. You know, 
This morning I had a lady come and buy some canisters that my wife sold, and so I was able to talk to her about the Lord. It's important. You know, I'll say to them, well, why don't you meet me at church? So then they'll know where church is at, right? It's important. We need to tell people about Christ. I, I think that sometimes we get so caught up in this world that we forget to tell people about Jesus Christ. Learn of him. Learn of him this morning, and you'll find rest. But it is that individual obligation. And I think it's important for us to understand that it is an obligation for the born-again Christian to tell others about Jesus Christ. Oh, let your light shine before men these days. They're looking for something. They are. They're looking for hope. They're looking for help. It's a great day to shine for Jesus Christ. Find somebody this week to give the gospel to, even if it's just a small little little uh, track to give them and work through that track, talk about the Lord. By the way, you can't win them all, but you can warn everybody. You can, you, can, you can just give them this and say, would you read this, take this, and look it over, would you? And God may use that track to lead them to the Lord. I was thinking about when I went to Hiles Anderson, and I was just 18 years old. Um, I turned 18 in July or in June, and then I had a motorcycle accident. By January, I was able to get back into college so I missed a semester, and I got back into college. And I had a friend uh, there. His name was Jay Hubbard. He was in my, room, my roommate, and I was in his room for a while. Uh, and Jay Hubbard uh, gave his testimony on how that he was in the Air Force and, and uh, found a track on the floor. Um, he was a mechanic for helicopters, and he found an old, dusty, dirty track and took it home with him, took it back to the barracks, and he read it and began to weep and got on his knees and trusted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. You know, God can use anything. He can use anything. He, he likes to use people, but boy, he likes to use tracks. You know, you say, well, it doesn't really mean that much. Maybe not to you, but it sure means a lot to Jay Hubbard today. It sure means a lot to Juan Zalapa, somebody handing out tracks on the corner of State Street and uh, or down on State Street and hand him a track, and he's just wondering, is there really a God? And then takes the track, and he begins to read it. And he went home and got saved. Isn't that a blessing? And what a beautiful family they have. And it's just a blessing to me to see that, that you can talk about Jesus. And by the way, when you learn of him, you begin to know him and draw close to him. But the last thing this morning is also you enter into a joyful Submission. Look what it says. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I really believe, first of all, that this is an open invitation. This also is an individual obligation. But lastly, this is really a joyful submission where you submit to him. Because it gives you a a positive direction. Because it gives you clear conscience. It gives you loving correction. It gives you divine protection. It gives you godly instruction. I was thinking about a story I read about the Lord and how he created things. I wrote part of it here. It said when God made the birds, he created them to sing, not necessarily soar. And God laid the wings on the ground and told the, the bird to pick up the wings and to bear them. And they did. And the wings covered their heart. 
Now they're able to sing and to soar and have their heart protected. And that's just what you need this morning. You need Jesus Christ. Pick up his burden, lay yours down. Take his yoke upon you and you'll find strength and peace of mind. You'll be able to be an effective person in this society when you rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what does it take? It takes humility. It takes submission and yielding to the God of heaven. You cannot do it on your own. The only way you can become a Christian is by being submissive to the God of heaven and saying, I believe that you are the God of heaven. You provided salvation through Jesus Christ. Years ago, I was in a church, and it was uh, pretty packed that morning. And uh, we were praying for the neighbor to come. We knew he needed to be saved. He had a foul mouth, and he worked with concrete. And so my family knew, knew a lot about that. We were drywallers, and, and I, I knew Merle from a distance. I never thought he'd come to church. To be honest with you, I didn't think he'd ever get saved. I thought, we can go ahead and pray for him, but he'll never get saved. He's just a cussing concrete guy. you know. And all of his brothers were that way, too. But one Sunday morning, I saw him come in and stood in the back of our church. He didn't have to go very far, out his back door, just one house over, and comes into the church. He sits in the back, and the preacher was preaching. And they had to give an invitation. And pretty soon he began to weep. He began to sob and he walked up the aisle. It was the power of the Spirit of God that saved Merle. Merle Siebert came down the aisle and someone took him into a small room and showed him how he could be saved. You know what he had to do to really find rest? He had to submit to the God of heaven. Say, Lord, I can't do it on my own. Merle was a changed man. Didn't live too long after that. But God did a great work in his heart. And I'm so thankful that some people prayed for him to get saved. Do you know someone today that's having difficulty resting in the Lord? Take them these verses and show them that they can have rest because it includes them. Whoever hears this truth can come to Jesus and find rest in him. Stop trying to do it yourself and yield to him. Life will be a whole lot better for you and it will be a lot better for other people around you. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Maybe you're having a little difficulty this morning dealing with things around you. You don't have that rest that you need. Turn to Jesus Christ. And Maybe you're having a little trouble of knowing how to do it. We have people here at our church that can help you. And if you need to come down the aisle and just say, once and for all, I need to get this settled, would you help me? Someone will take the scriptures and show you how you can trust Christ as your Savior. And not only how you can be saved, but how you can be certain that he will keep you until that day of redemption that you see him face to face. They'll show you from the word of God. But maybe this morning it's more than that. It's more than just knowing Christ. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's more about how to be able to handle the world around you. And why don't you come and... Humble your heart before him. He'll give you the strength you need. And he'll give you the power you need. With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just stand to your feet? No one looking around this morning. We're going to give an old-fashioned altar call this morning. And if you need to come, you come. Maybe it's for other reasons. Maybe it's for baptism or church membership. Maybe it's just because you just needed a 
talk to God. Then why don't you come this morning? We're going to take a few minutes. It's really early this morning. And so if you'd like to come, we've got plenty of time. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would work in this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. stanza if you need to come maybe right there in your pew you would say yes Lord here I am go to Jesus be seated if you would. I, I need to take up an offering. I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit this morning uh, in the announcement, but things that go rapidly on Sunday morning.